Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Here we are inching closer to the 2022 NFL Draft. Uh, It's interesting, right? I I think back to our time, my time as a Bills fan, and uh, I used to put so much more stock in the draft, right? Because you're just, you're trying to get over this hump to become a, a relevant franchise in the NFL. And now at this point, the Bills are. So it's as much as I have that excitement for the draft, it's not this end-all, be-all that it used to feel like in the past, right? When you think about needing to get a quarterback and, of course, all the maneuvering that took place in 2018 for the Bills to get Josh Allen or everything that was taking place in 2017, right, where there was the unknown. Would the Bills be in the mix to get somebody like Patrick Mahomes or uh, Deshaun Watson. Or even at the time, there was a lot of rumors that seemed like Doug Whaley's top top quarterback was Mitchell Trubisky. You think back to those years, and it was just this like all or nothing kind of mentality that would come with the team. Now you don't really need that anymore. And that's a pretty nice feeling, right? You lead up to this this draft, And, you know, listen, like many of you probably, I have a lot of friends that are Giants fans, a lot of friends that are Jets fans. You know, you see them having multiple picks in the top 10, um, but those franchises being in a tough spot and they really need to hit on those draft picks. And there's talent in this draft that you can look at and say, you know, they they certainly can right, for those teams to be able to get two difference makers. Um, But I'd much rather be in the position of the Buffalo Bills having a successful free agency period, sitting at 25, yes, having some needs that are there, but but not being in that position, right? It's, although it might be fun to have picks five and seven and think of all the options or four and 10 and think of all those options. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good sitting at 25 and seeing what's available there. Um, as you know, been going through some different mock drafts, trying to get an idea of how things can play out, trying some different scenarios. Dropped an extra podcast over the weekend uh, doing just a a live four-round mock. Sometimes I just like to go through that, even just to hit record. You guys get to hear what I'm thinking about. Who are some of the players that are available? Again, it's really just an exercise to go through and see what can some of these scenarios look like. Right, If I take a wide receiver at 25, what cornerbacks might be available in the second round or vice versa. Or if I go off the board and do something crazy, what can that look like? And I think a lot of other guys that host different podcasts do the same thing. And it just, you know, gives you an idea of where things can go. But now over these next few weeks, things are going to get real. And I say that, right, you'll hopefully start to get more reports of players and prospects um, making visits, 
with the Buffalo Bills, right? And that's something that hasn't happened in the last two NFL drafts. Everything was done over, you know, over Zoom, over Teams, done virtually. That now players will be, you know, coming into Buffalo to to visit with the Bills, and you'll start to get those reports. Not just that somebody, you know, doesn't mean that one of the pre-draft visitors is going to get picked by the Bills, but sometimes it gives you an idea of what the team is looking at. Of course, it could always give you a fit, too, of, you know, it's smokescreen season. You never never know what that could be, but I think it, it gives us something to follow and something to look at. Now, one thing that there's there's been more conversation around lately is if this is a year that the Buffalo Bills might look to make a trade-up in the first round. Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NFL Radio uh, had a tweet out the other day saying that he's hearing some buzz that the Bills might be looking to make a move up in the first round, which would certainly be something interesting. Kind of fits in with the narrative of Brandon Bean, right? Looking to make some bold moves. And of course, you talk about arguably the boldest move when it comes to signing a free agent this offseason with Von Miller inking that six-year $120 million deal to come to Buffalo. Of course, some other bold moves, but a lot of those involving trades when you talk about signings. But will Brandon Bean jump in and make a trade and see what can happen? Now, for myself, as I take a look at this, you know, I I try to be uh, reasonable. I try to be a reasonable guy. You guys, you know me well enough. I'm not coming with the hot takes um, very often. It's just not my style. I guess I've just been through too much as a Bills fan or I'm getting old or whatever it may be that you know, that that's fine. Although my buddy Joe Miller would remind me and say like, hey, you're younger than I am. And of course, he is the host of the Overreaction podcast for us that I hope you guys catch each and every Sunday night live on our YouTube channel. And of course, following up after that on podcast form. But again, I try to be reasonable with this. And when I think of trades and you think about trading up, what is it that can happen? What type of player would the Bills really be interested in? Right. So you go to the NFL trade value chart and you realize sometimes, right, if you're trading up for a quarterback, got multiple teams vying, that can really drive the price up. But in this scenario where it's not really a quarterback rich draft, certainly there could be some movement. Who knows what will happen when it comes to guys like Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, you know, what kind of what kind of jockeying can take place for them? Of course, right. When you're sitting at pick 25 and you don't need a quarterback, You want as many to get drafted before you as possible. But if the Bills were looking to trade up, and and when I talk about these scenarios, I'm I'm just talking about draft capital, right? Because I think once you start to talk about players, how do you how do you really get to that point of understanding what a value might be on one of these guys? And certainly I have no interest in talking about trading a cornerstone piece of the Buffalo Bills. So, you know, to, to me, that's, uh, um, I, I can't wrap my head around that. If something were to happen, I know people will throw Tremaine Edmonds' name out there. I'm, I'm, I'm not there. If, if it happens, color me surprised. So for the sake of this conversation, right, let's just talk through with picks. So with the Bills picking at 25, and if you talk about the NFL trade value chart, Right, and I'm pulling this from DraftTech.com, always a, a go-to site for me to to really get the information when it comes to look at the possibility to make these trades. 
So the Bills' number 25 pick has a value of 720 points. The 57th pick has a value of 330 points, right? So if you add those together, 1,050. If you talk about packaging picks 25 and 57, how high can you realistically get in that type of a scenario? And just from the math, that's getting you somewhere into the neighborhood of pick 14, 15, or 16, right? Pick 14 is Baltimore. That has a value of 1,100 points. Philadelphia is at pick 15 with a value of 1,050. And then Philadelphia again at pick 16. Now you talk about this type of a scenario and you think to yourself like, man, not only does Philadelphia have 15 and 16, they also have pick 19, right? So how many more picks do they possibly want? Who knows, right? Maybe with that franchise has some different, you know, distinctive pieces, but look to add some things, certainly a possibility. But again, if you're the Bills, if you're packaging your first round pick and your second round pick, the gist of this is you're getting somewhere in the neighborhood of around pick 15. And when you talk about getting to pick 15, what type of player are you realistically going to be moving up the board to get there? Now, you can argue, right, that maybe one of the cornerbacks will slip. But in a lot of things that you see, Sauce Gardner's already gone. Derek Stingley Jr.'s already gone. Maybe even Andrew Booth is already gone in those scenarios. So, you know, I, I don't I don't tend to think that Brandon Bean is that guy that would make a move out of desperation, right? Of just like, I need to get one of these cornerbacks. Unless it's a situation where you have to trade up to get a quarterback, that, that he's not going to make some move just to say like, hey, I want to get one of the cornerbacks, right? It has to be, I'm trading up to get the cornerback that I'm looking for. But if you're looking to get up to 15, Right. Again, maybe somebody falls, but kind of along those lines, you know, you're not getting cornerback one or two at that point in the draft. Um, if the Bills need to make a minor trade up, right, if you're going to package picks 25 and 89, which is the Bills third round selection, that maybe gets you up to number 19 or number 20. Right. 19 Philadelphia, 20 with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, of course, one of those teams everyone has their eye on. Are they going to look to make a move up to try and trade for a quarterback? Because, again, with the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger, paints them into a little bit of a situation that comes there. Let's say the Bills aren't looking to do anything in the first round, no sort of trade up there. You know, I was thinking to myself, what if there was someone that, you know, they really had their eye on at the towards the end of the first round, right? They make a pick at 25 and then you find someone they start to tumble just a little bit on day 2. Or maybe they go with a wide receiver at pick 25 and there's a cornerback that they still really like. Maybe they didn't love him at 25, but the ability to make a trade up from 57, what does that look like, right? If you want to trade up maybe to look at somebody like a Kyler Gordon if you see him as a difference maker. Roger McCreary, another name that stands out. Of course, Tariq Woolen from UTSA, not the most experienced, but when you talk about the the athletic trends that he would bring to the position. So let's say the Bills had to move up a few spots to ensure that they get somebody in the second round that their surprise was falling. If they're to package picks 57 and 89, so again, the second and third round picks, that can get them into the neighborhood of pick 42 or pick 43. 
right? Pick 42 is Indianapolis. Pick 43 is Atlanta. You know, I, I could see Atlanta being a, a willing, willing trade target this year with so many holes that they need to fill, trading away Matt Ryan, them not acquiring Deshaun Watson, which I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. Um, kind of have Kyle Pitts, Corderell Patterson, and not a whole lot else. Um, so maybe that would be a team, right, that you can look at and say, hey, we got to, you know, whatever position it is that, you know, somebody fell a little bit from the bottom of the first round where we thought they might be in play. You know, can you get someone in the early 40s? And is that something that you would look to do? After dealing with your second and third round picks, the uh, the point values are pretty negligible, right, from that standpoint. Maybe if the Bills are making a trade, yeah, they include their fourth and get a fifth in return or something like that. But when it comes to the draft trade value chart, it's negligible. So when you look at these options, right, I think to myself, like, gosh, is there really anyone, you know, at 14 or 15? Of course, if somebody really tumbles down the board is one thing. But that where you would trade like 25 and 57. Like, would you look to do that? Knowing that the Bills have some big contracts, they have some guys that are going to be due some extensions. What are they going to do with Tremaine Edmonds? Obviously, you talk about an extension in the future for Ed Oliver. Dawson Knox, someone we fully expect the Bills to re-sign at some point. And maybe even a new contract is announced for him sometime around training camp. And no idea what will happen with Devin Singletary after this year. And others, right, that you talk about reworking contracts or extensions for Stefan Diggs. The, the list can go on and on. So I talk about these scenarios. I talk about being reasonable. And then my man Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com just kind of takes a grenade and throws it right into the middle of the, the reasonable discussion and really throws that huge trade opportunity up in his mock draft which I think is uh, which I think is exciting, right? From from this type of a scenario, so um, I will include this in the uh, in the write up here, so you can pull up the link yourself and check it out. But here's the headline that comes from Ryan: NFL Draft 2022. Bills find missing ingredient, add sauce to secondary in big trade mock 2.0. Now, before I go into any of the details, I'm on board with this just because I, you know, I could see the line of clothing from 26shirts.com titled Buffalo Sauce, and I would just certainly be all over that and buy each and every item that they have and get that for my family as well. So from a marketing standpoint, I am certainly all in. All jokes aside, this is the proposal that Ryan has. And I would invite Ryan to be on the show. He's on vacation with his family. So I don't know if it was like, hey, I, you know, I'm going to be unplugged. Let me throw this out there and make things a little crazy. But let's see what happens. So Ryan has the Bills acquiring the number seven overall pick from the New York Giants. The Giants receive pick number 25 in this year's draft, pick number 89 in this year's draft, the Bills' 2023 first-round pick, and a 2023 fifth-round pick. So again, this year's first, this year's third, next year's first, and next year's fifth-round pick to trade up to get Sauce Gardner to pair him with Tredavious White and really forming that just fantastic duo and the Bills' defensive backfield. 
I'm just going to read a little bit from, from Talbot's article to share with you guys. Here's what he has. Last year, the Bears jumped from number 20 to number 11 to select Justin Fields. To make the jump, Chicago traded two first-round picks, a 2021 fifth, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. This year, there are few, if any, quarterback prospects that will have teams giving up significant draft capital, so the Bills are able to make a bigger jump from number 25 to number 7 for a similar price. You know, you go through with all of this, right? And it, it gives a little bit of context, what I was talking about before, right? It puts you in a scenario where you can make that type of a move. You can put yourself in a good position to get someone, but it's not paying for those quarterback prices um, to really drive things out of whack. Now, something that can change here, right? If you've got the Falcons picking at number eight, and you also have the Seahawks picking at number nine, if they are on the verge of getting a quarterback, if there really are people looking to you know move up to get someone like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, that can really change things. But from the standpoint of what Ryan's talking about, and at least from what you're hearing right now, with the quarterbacks, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure how how high these guys are going to go. Um, something like this could be a reasonable trade based on what Ryan proposed. Um, if the you know, Brandon Bean wanted to make that move. And you still have pick 57, and I'll I'll you know, I'll leave a little intrigue. So you, you know, click on the article to address the wide receiver position. In the fourth round, taking up, you know. Uh, an opportunity to address the offensive line certainly works there. Addressing punter later in the draft. You know, I mean, so really with all of these things, you you can look at it and think to yourself, I don't want to say it's something I would expect, but the way that Ryan Talbot kind of proposes this, I see as something that can be exciting to talk about. So again, I will include the link to this article at buffalorumblings.com. I'll include it in the write-up here for the podcast so you can check it out yourself and see what's up, right? So again, you talk about trade-up scenarios. Here's what's happened if you package your first, if you package your second with your third or, you know, things that can go along there, what that can can really look like for the Bills. Or you can just throw that whole grenade scenario on top too. I guess one thing I did not mention, and I should just as I'm staring at the trade chart right now, if the Bills were to package their first, second, and third round pick, Right. So if they were going to take 25, 57 and 89 and put it all together, that still probably only gets them up to about number 12 with the Minnesota Vikings. Right. So we said to ourselves, like, listen, if the Bills were to package their first and second round, it gets them to around 15. You throw in that third. You think that would make a bigger difference. It maybe gets you to 12. Maybe 11, but that's the Washington Commanders. And you know there's no way in hell that Brandon Bean is going to be doing any business with them. I don't think it's enough to get up to number 10 with the Jets. And again, if I'm the Jets, am I really looking to make that type of a deal with the Bills? So I forgot to mention that before, just staring at the chart like I probably do too often in a day. Um, (laughs) Provide those scenarios for you. So let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter, at AnthMarino. Uh, You can find me in the comments section at buffalorumblings.com. I know I talked about Joe Miller's show earlier, but of course, all of our great shows here at Buffalo Rumblings. Hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast to make sure you get everything that we've going on. Multiple shows each week, 
from Bruce Nolan. Of course, not another Bills podcast, not another Buffalo podcast. Jay Spence, the King, is coming back after a well-deserved time off following the uh, following the season. Circling the wagons, believe Buffalo Rumblings Q and A. Jamie D and Big Newt, the Buff Hub. Listen, man, we got you covered seven days a week, and that doesn't even include circling the wagons. My man Nate, who brings the heat each and every week for the Buffalo Bills fans. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm a little punchy today. I think it's probably time for me to check out. Thanks again. I'm out of here. And as always, go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.